from the studios of Farm Journal Broadcast. This is Ag Day. Saving the starving bees. Can't forget what helps get all the other food uh, to, to the table as well. The unseen impact after a wild year of weather in Florida. Input challenges amid a supply chain crunch. I don't see us coming out of what we're experiencing right now in the next three, six to nine months. It's As grain and livestock producers weather drought, higher input costs, and inflation to bring in the harvest. What will 2023 hold? This, this is something that we have not seen before and it will change the flow of soybeans and soy products around the world. A look back and ahead right now on Ag Day. Good morning, I'm Clinton Griffiths. Today, we're taking a look back at the year that was 2022 for producers, while also looking ahead to what could be down the road in 2023. Now, one thing we know that's carried into this new year and is impacting the farm financial picture right now is inflation, with price increases driven by supply shortages, wage growth, and consumer spending. Now, it led the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates seven times last year in an effort to tame it. But what many couldn't foresee was Russia's invasion of neighboring Ukraine, an act that upended world trade and energy and farm products and sent oil, natural gas and grain prices soaring. The U.S. farm economy has farmers like Ben Renchi of Iowa optimistic about the future. One of the nation's top producers, his operation, Blue Diamond Farming Company, stretches across tens of thousands of acres in multiple states. Well, I think you can say that farming is a pretty good seat on the on the bus when in inflationary times. Uh, you know, our, our output is worth more. It's highly prized across the uh, end user space. Our asset values are probably stronger. Farmland, uh, the machinery we've got in our fleet already is worth more. Rinchi, a former Wall Street banker with Wells Fargo and the United Bank of Switzerland, has also worked abroad helping countries like Hungary adjust to a free trade economy. I've never been through an upcycle like this where I didn't wish that I used it to get ready for that rainy day. And get ready he is as strong farm income is helping him reinvest. Net farm income in 2022 is forecast at $160.5 billion. Now that would be its highest mark since 1973 and more than 50% above its 20 year average when adjusted for inflation. Meanwhile, net cash farm income would be the highest since USDA started keeping these inflation adjusted numbers back in 1929. The last two years have been exceptional uh, returns to row crop producers. Uh, livestock producers are starting to participate in the, the positive returns that are available because of the strength in the protein markets. Grain prices in 2022 picked up where 2021 left off moving higher and staying there through the year. As we look at the upcoming planting season of the major crops, we are looking at some of the highest profitability levels of the past two decades, should farmers lock down these, uh, these margins and these prices. The Kansas City Fed agrees finances are strong, loan demand is slowing, and bankers say the risk of defaults or collapse remains extremely low. When we look at the lending side, we see high levels of liquidity. Uh, overall, we see very low levels of stress in the loan portfolios across the country. 
Ag bankers like Alan Hoskins, president of American Farm Mortgage Company, says the stability and certainty of modern crop insurance helps to limit downside risk. Unless we would see commodity prices fall off the table going into 2024, it would certainly look like the crop insurance is going to provide some pretty good guarantees. But that doesn't mean there won't be challenges ahead. After hitting 10-year highs in soybeans, corn, and wheat, can prices go higher? We really haven't tipped over yet because we're not sure about South American production or, or next year and whether there's a drought. But that's in the back of my mind that that almost always happens. It's just how soon. If the market were to see something like a recession or South America has big crops, uh, maybe the Black Sea, uh, the war is over, uh, those kinds of things would cause declines in farm income and leave us in a precarious position. But heading into 23, we're in a good spot. The question is, what do we want to do with the market and the opportunities that are ahead of us? A fresh year of unknowns, supported by the strength of the last couple of years. Still ahead, a battle over a most precious commodity, water. The lack of it made headlines in 2022, impacting everything on the farm from crops to livestock. We focus on the livestock market and the headwinds facing producers moving into the new year next. One of the biggest stories of 2022 for producers is continuing into 2023 and possibly beyond. We're talking about the drought. The West in 2022 experiencing its worst drought in some 1,200 years, forcing rivers to record lows, cutting into yields and sparking wildfires, forcing livestock producers to sell cattle early because of a shortage of hay and water. Now just look at this long line outside of the Emory, Texas livestock auction this past summer. It was reported more than four times the normal number of cattle were arriving at some auctions as part of weekly sales. But there are some hopeful signs. With recent heavy snows in the west bringing some much needed moisture to the Sierra Mountains, the snowpack is close to 170% of normal at the end of December. That's about 11 inches of snow water equivalent. Now experts say 30 inches is needed by April 1st to reach a normal water equivalency for runoff into streams and reservoirs. Now, as we start 2023, cattle feeders are seeing leverage opportunities for the first time in years as packers face negative margins. The Sterling Beef Profit Tracker in mid-December estimating packer losses at their highest point in seven years. But livestock producers also still facing challenges when it comes to higher feed costs and the ongoing drought. Farm Journal Sign Morgan has a look ahead. 2022 was a big year for beef demand. Beef demand is at a 30-year high. You know, yeah, we're not quite as high as we were the last two years, but if you look at the trends since the lows that we made in 1998, it's been 30 years since demand is as high as it is today. Don Close of Terrain says inflation pressures are starting to mount as consumers are showing signs of trading down to middle meats. I think it's only fair to say we'll see some slowdown. But I think that underlying demand current is going to stay there. But as inflationary pressures start to show up at the meat counter, Randy Block of Cattle Facts thinks exports will start to moderate as well. One reason is there won't be as much meat to export this next year. Our guess is we'll see a 2-3% decline in export activity in 2023 and probably a moderation yet in 2024. The drought continues to pressure the U.S. cattle herd, a factor that forced aggressive liquidation this past year. These pastures have just been so stressed, I think it's going to take a while for them to come back. For that reason, our model and our forecast is we'll continue to see 
net Cal liquidation in 2023. As you can see on this chart in dark green, Terrain's outlook points to three more years of declining beef supplies in the U.S. despite a strengthening market. From, from summer lows, we've now seen $12 to $15 a hundred rally in the market. We're, we're solid in this mid-150s range to close out the year. From With that foundation, we continue to see any net cow liquidation in 23. So that puts us at 2024 before we really see that tightest, 24-25 of the tightest availability of replacement cattle. For the stretch, I'm as bullish this market as I ever get. I, I love the outlook. And Block is also watching the cow-calf side in the new year. Calf prices are $35 a hundred higher than what they were a year ago at this time. Uh, I expect there'll be another $30 to $40 a hundred higher here in 2023. So the key thing now is Mother Nature. We need to see rain. With heavy snowfall and much needed moisture already falling in the Sierras and parts of the West, it's a promising start to help replenish pastures. And we believe that we'll see a shift away from this La Nina weather pattern as we get into the spring of next year. Doesn't mean we're going to be super wet through the summer, but at least we can start to moderate and, and start to see a little more rainfall in so many of these key grazing areas. If that does in fact happen, that'll stop the liquidation of the cow herd. All right, thanks, Tyne. Now a major issue for poultry producers, bird flu. The latest outbreak has now become the largest foreign animal disease outbreak in U.S. history. USDA confirming last month more than 57.5 million birds were impacted by highly pathogenic avian influenza in 2022. And it may not be over yet. IWAG Secretary Mike Nag warning it could get worse as we move through winter. His state, the hardest hit, with almost 16 million birds impacted. Some analysis says this could push poultry prices higher into 2023. The researchers, they also say they fully expect the virus to mutate and become less virulent at some point, but they say there is no clear indication of how long the virus might last. The previous We start 2023 with hopeful signs when it comes to the supply chain crunch. Now it's reported factories, railroads, ports, warehouses, and freight yards are operating now at close to their pre-pandemic levels from two years ago. And the logistics managers index report saying that inventory levels have decreased significantly. Authorities at the Marine Exchange of Southern California officially declaring the backup of ships at the state's southern ports over with a number of vessels in queue falling to zero at the end of November. Now, at one point last January, it was as high as 109 ships waiting to port. It ends two years of backlogs and one of the most visible signs of supply chain turmoil during the pandemic. The latest Purdue Ag Barometer shows concerns about high input costs, with 42% of farmers saying it was their top concern in 2023. Ag Michelle Rook has the outlook. Clinton, the last two years, farmers have been dealing with supply chain disruptions due to the pandemic and the Black Sea War, both of which have affected the price and availability of not only inputs, but farm equipment and parts. So what's ahead for 2023? Supply chain disruptions are easing, but many farmers are still bracing for continued inflation on input costs in 2023 due to high grain prices. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they're going to try and catch up. Everything from diesel to seed to fertilizer. Fertilizer is going to be a big one. Fertilizer prices are off record highs and Schooley booked about 50% of his needs, but is hoping for a bigger drop to buy the rest. 
In drought-stricken Nebraska, Mike Korth only applied nitrogen last spring and made no fall applications. My levels are good enough. I said I'd wait a year yeah. and see what happens. And yeah, it's not looking like it's going to come down any. The outlook for fertilizer prices in 2023 is uncertain due to the ongoing Black Sea War. I would expect to see next spring some more fertilizer coming out through the grain corridor for the same sorts of reasons. The problem, though, is how long do we see this? Meanwhile, supplies of some herbicides also look tight again in the new year. 2,4-D products, uh, especially the cheaper ones, are probably going to be uh, tougher to find because there isn't enough tech grade. Sounds like Roundup and, and uh, especially Liberty, again, are going to be limited. The other thing we could see this spring again is the price run up and the products cost more. The price of farm equipment and parts has also been driven up by material and other costs, and industry experts say those may not soften for a while. As it relates to parts, I mean, we're going to follow inflation just because the cost of goods have gone up. Uh, steel has gone up, alu uh, uh, labor's gone up, and transportation's gone up. So those are all going to be uh, reflected in the price. And while supply shortages are starting to ease with time, they may not completely normalize in the new year. I don't see us coming out of what we're experiencing right now in the next three, six to nine months. It's still tight on the supply side. Demand's very strong, which is good. It's a great time to be in agriculture, but it's too soon to, to pick a month or to pick even a quarter. So with the uncertainty about the availability and cost for everything in agriculture, farmers must watch their margins, especially versus grain prices. Still ahead, the wow factor was really a play in the used equipment market in 20. What a year 2022 was when it came to prices in the used equipment market, right? Well, it seems Machinery Pete was telling us about record-breaking sale amounts all year long. So will we see a cool down on those red-hot prices in 2023? Well, folks, down the stretch here, 2022, the hottest used farm equipment market I've ever seen. Believe me, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, just trying to accurately relay what we've been seeing out there. So let's go to one day as an example. December 16th. Now on an auction in Carthage, Illinois, I saw the highest two auction prices on tractors ever. A pair of John Deere 9620RXs, a 19 model and a 20 model, sold for 600,610. First two to ever hit that mark. Same day, December 16th, let's go over to Brilliant, Wisconsin, a farm auction. Let's get into an older pre-def, pre-tier four tractor, a time machine. This 94 model case, age 7210, only 382 actual one owner hours on it so yeah you know it's gonna sell sky high but coming into the sale folks the highest auction price ever on a 7210 was 67,000 bucks this one went for 150 83,000 over the record now that same day December 16th let's hop out to Coleman South Dakota for a farm auction this 2010 versatile 535 four-wheel drive 1210 hours on it went for $217,000, and yep, that's a record price. In fact, it's $29,000 over the previous record, which, by the way, was just set November 30th at $188,000. So that's how hot the market was end of 22. Now, as we look into 23 and try to predict what's going to happen, I think structurally there are some things that are going to hold use values high. I mean, on the one hand, you've got most new equipments already pre-sold, you still got the supply chain mess. Delivery times are still an issue. Now, even more important is the historic tightness 
with uh, on dealer lots, particularly with large late model used equipment. That's the tightest used market ever. Couple that with continued strong farm income, and you think that used values should remain pretty high. But I will say that at the very end of 22, I just was starting to get some a vibe from sellers of used equipment about the carrying cost on the inventory side with interest rates rising. So that could apply some pressure to move some used quicker, which in theory could take the edge off uh, these record high used values. Powerful hurricanes rocked Florida in 2022, bringing destruction to agriculture and one of ag's best friends, how beekeepers are trying to recover next. In the Country on Ag Day is brought to you by Pivot Bio. What if you had the nitrogen you need already on seed? Pivot Bio is the first company to apply nitrogen on seed. The nitrogen you need, now on seed from Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. The hurricanes that hit Florida aren't just impacting the state's oranges, but the bees that help make harvest happen, as Bill Weir reports. Now you gotta get a handful of bees. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not usually in the habit of accepting a handful of stinging insects, but Keith Council has a 40-year professional relationship with honeybees. And you never, rarely wear a veil or gloves or anything. Don't really need to. And these days, they need all the love they can get. Hurricane Ian arrived at the worst possible time for this business, just as beekeepers from around the country were set up to catch the autumn bloom of the Brazilian pepper tree. Whole yard went under. The storm drowned and crushed hundreds of thousands of hives, killing countless millions of bees. It's gone, we have to come back. There ain't nothing left. You could actually see a water line where it came up to here. And because Ian blew away so much vegetation, those that survived are starving. Some of these bees have gotten three shots of feed and that's a gallon, so you're talking about 36 pounds of feed already and you can still go back after they suck the feed down and it looks like they never were fed at all. They're just starving. At Man Lake Bee and Ag Supply, they're mixing sugar water as fast as they can. And while some bee farmers file for federal relief, the Greater Good Charity is giving away a quarter ton of pollen substitute. Where we have donated meals to food pantries for humans, we've donated animal supplies to animal shelters, and now we're donating this bee pollen substitute to these farmers here. Can't forget the bottom of the food chain, right? <laughs> Can't forget what helps get all the other food uh, to, to the table as well. They went totally underwater, somehow made it. In the meantime, all Keith can do is pick up the pieces and focus on the survivors, like the hive he found drowned inside a water meter box near Fort Myers Beach. It's a different feeling when you have bees walking all it over really you. It really is, it really yeah. is. And nobody's getting stung. No. You know, they're doing their thing. Maybe they can sense uh, we're rooting for them, you know? Well, and that's... We appreciate them. That's part of the thing. You have to, you have to treat them with respect. When you get down to it, the bees are the pillars to all ag culture. And it's, they're the pillars to our whole civilization. And that's all the time we have. Thanks so much for watching. I'm Clinton Griffiths from all of us here at Ag Day. Have a great year.